Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognised sim racing group, it's the Torah Radio Show. Hello everybody and welcome... Sorry, only 10 seconds into the show and I'm already losing it because we're talking about stuff before we come on air. That's why. And it's always funny. And we really should actually record some of that because it'll be more funny than some of the content of the show. I am Matt Hunter. This is the Tour Radio Show on RSL. I'm Matt Hunter. I believe I already said that. Um, you just heard the dulcet tones of an imposter, Mr. Ben Williams. It has Hello. snuck in the yes. back of the orifice somehow. Yes, an imposter. <laughs> yes, I have invaded. The Americans are invading. I'm pretty sure oh, it's supposed God. to be. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the other way around. Um, uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> circling overhead at a, at a height of 38,000 feet, an airspeed velocity of. An unladen European, to be zero. <laughs> an unladen European swallow. Ground control to Major Groves. Come in, Major Groves. Hello, yes, I read you. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't catch that. You're supposed to say over, over. I'm, I'm not doing no, no, this. No, no, <laughs> Over. <laughs> oh, dear. Little Welcome family. to the Toro Radio Show. We do occasionally talk about sim racing news. <laughs> over. So, Little, little, um, tick, little tick for your Family Guy reference uh, slot there. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Uh, you could probably guess from that little back and forth what Jordan's been playing most this week, and it doesn't always involve wheels on the ground. But then, what's new with Jordan? Uh, it's been an it's been an interesting week in the world of uh, sim racing yet again. We are one week closer to the upcoming release of our favourite title we'll talk about that later on i suspect but actually going back to titles that we're quite fond of and this was a running thing ben wasn't it in uh in the tour radio show most of last year content updates Mm -hmm. yes very many content updates um we talked about last week on the u.s show about how race room just updated for their tracks well they added a new one while they were at it. Um, it is... What is it? Spanish Moorland... What? I'm sorry. Motorland Aragon. Aragon, yes. Um, I always, think of, I always think of Lord of the Rings when I hear that. We are not talking about Orlando Bloom. Um, is, isn't this track uh, twinned with uh, the circuit Boromir in Belgium? <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, no. <laughs> One um, does not simply walk into Mordor. <laughs> but you can does, get in if you're driving a Ferrari. <laughs> One does not sim- no, so One does not simply take take turn one at full chat. <laughs> One it's does a, not simply come here for the SR. <laughs> yeah. It's an excellent circuit, actually. Uh, probably yeah, it's more. It's mostly it's MotoGP by, stuff. Yeah, isn't it? it is. In fact, it is in MotoGP. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly Apparently out. there's been some WTCR rounds there as well. That's probably Oh, no, it's joining the calendar this year. Interestingly, uh, yeah. interestingly, the main reason why I 
also know it well the only reason why i know it from four wheel racing was because that was where a lot of um lmp teams were testing uh, ahead of the wec if not last year the year before and certainly when the uh when the porsche went out of service and they started testing it with um uh journalists and the like that's where they took them to aragon oh was this where that top gear episode was uh, where chris harris uh, drove the 919 yes or the i or was that the idr i don't remember it was no, in no, top it was gear the, at some it point was the 919 yeah it was um it was aragon yeah it looks like a fun track it's it's do you know actually on bikes it's it's brilliant especially moto 2 just because it's you, you can do a little bit more and because all the mm. bikes tend to stay together though having watched motor gp at austria the weekend that's not necessarily yeah they get a little bit too close which is uh that was terrifying wasn't uh, it <laughs> i've seen many things in, uh, in motor- motorcycle racing and i've never thought i'd go no that track should never be used for that series again mm. the thing well, is don't worry I... they're going back there this yeah. weekend aren't they yeah, they are oh jeez. The, the, the thing is i so the 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 much um shown uh clip of the the one that um nearly hit Ross nearly took out Ross in Vinales. Mm-hmm. I remember I wanna say oh god Takuma Sato in a Jordan, two thousand five maybe? Two thousand and four I think, if oh. I'm splitting hairs. I think uh, I've seen yeah. the crash recently. Yeah, and that that immediately came to mind and I thought, well it's bad enough when it happens in four on four wheels, but I mean that that was an unmitigated Cluster, what's it? I mean, that was mm. quite terrifying and should never ever happen again. But I don't really. That was like full on public lobby style racing right there. <laughs> it was, it, yeah, it wasn't very good. I mean, thankfully, obviously, as we know, everyone's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I, as I posted, look, uh, look looks down on on uh, small children and riders named Rossi. I think it was <laughs> pretty apt. But yes, yeah, so Aragon's in. Um, race room mm-hmm. apparently because i'm mm. well you guys have been priding on about bikes yes um <laughs> i i looked up the circuit it is actually licensed... throws his hands up in the air and goes i have certainly most not yes um aragon's actually licensed by the fia to be a grade 1t standard following for one testing guidelines um yeah. so it's the highest standard for the FIA for motorcycle racing. So there you okay. go. Oh well, that's why yeah. that's why the crowds are a billion miles away from the action. Then. Mm. It's anyway. Well, suffice to say, it's a very very good circuit and it's a great addition to uh, race room. A tire I need to get back on actually because the WTCR stuff um, when they had their free freebie days, um, thoroughly enjoyable. Mm. And the DTM stuff as well, and obviously they'll be adding the 2020, or what could end up being the final season of DTM at this rate. Uh, they'll be adding the 2020 DTM stuff in the not-too-distant future as well. So, um, yeah, DTM very well represented on that game, and it is very fun. Um, and of course, a little hark back, there has been some updates for um, the old favourite now, Forza Horizon 4, I believe. Anyone? That's a big silence. That was a big old silence. Is that because oh. we just don't? We're not worried about it now. <laughs> I mean, Forza Horizon again. Like I've said on the show in the past, it's not really something that was in our wheelhouse of games that we typically played because we're very 
sim racing focused on this game. Yeah. It does not mean, though, that it's not a fun game. Um, what I do like, though... Been... Sorry, just to try... What I do like, though, is the fact that the things that they've added are the things that they needed to take out of motorsport. So you've got... Oh, yeah, there's definitely a running gag about how things get added to Horizon games. It's like, great! I'm going to love to have this in a motorsport game, but whatever. But yeah. Horizon 4 has slowly been just updating and adding new things quietly in the background. There's been several new cars that have been released um, most recently by the... Well, no. Well, the latest ones are the Bentley Turbo R, the Range Rover oh, yeah. Velar, and the Jaguar I-Pace, which is the electric version, I believe. No, sorry, that isn't the electric version. The electric version is the E-Pace, I think. Yeah. Yes. Which there is an absolute plethora of down here. Uh, oh really? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Know where, I don't know how everybody plugs them in. I was going to say I've never seen one. <laughs> I have loads. Of them. Seriously, there's even on my commute to work, I see four, five. Wow. My boss has a normal iPace, SVR naturally, or you know whichever the version is R, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of them have Raptors. Because um, yeah. they like 4x4s. But because uh, we're in the southwest and we like going off road, funnily enough, green laning. Um, which is something you can do in Forza Motorsport. Mm-hmm. Forza Horizon, there you sorry. Go. Um, yeah. Something we also did. Something we also did last month was that they pretty much um, created a DLC just devoted to okay, so you're new to the Horizon series. Here's a bunch of cars. You can pay like six bucks for, and you'll pretty much be set to go. But mm. what they call it, the um, hold on, I'll look it up and make sure I give its correct name. The Welcome Pack oh, originally, okay. yeah, nice. So things that are included in the Welcome Pack for only three dollars in United States standard. Um, Ferrari F50 GT, the Jeep C J5 Renegade, the Ford Gymkhana 9 Focus RS RX, Ford GT, Toyota Baja Truck, Subaru number 199 WRX STI VT15R, the Porsche of 718R. <laughs> did you start talking in binary? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, the Porsche 718 RS60, the Lamborghini Aventador LP704, and... Um, also, the one of the um, player homes, the Sunflower Meadows House. Oh. And there we go. Blimey. And you can see how bothered we are about these yes. things. Oh, that's, that's terrible. That Horizon terrible. 4 is a really good, just relaxing, go, yes. have fun t- with cars kind of game. I'll t- tell you the other thing I do like about it is the fact that um, they are going to give it a Series X... Uh, Sparkle yeah. up, aren't they? Which is quite uh, facelifting, as we could call it, in the uh, motor, motor, motoring world. Um, which is cool. I yeah. quite like that. Um, it's definitely been a really popular game. And I think we touched on this last week. All the weeks are starting to run together. Um, it's Playgro- I'm getting the feeling from Playground Games that they're going to keep on Horizon 4 and keep it updated with fresh content. Um, maybe to help kind of fill the void that 
not having another motorsport game for two years is gonna kind of leave. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh dear, Forza. It's a, it's a weird time to be a Forza fan right now. Which is why most of us have discovered iRacing. <laughs> or a set of Corsa. Or, or Flight Sim 2020, apparently. We'll come on yes. to that, which we'll come on to <laughs> later. Uh, sticking with Forza Horizon, because again, in slightly weird news, uh, it was announced uh, just the other day Horizon 3 is heading into uh, end-of-life status, which I always think is a very sad thing to call yeah. it. <laughs> to call it it's being put day. out. Put out to pasture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to yeah, go I think it... farm upstate. Yeah, yeah I Bond think it's uh, end, end of next month, I think. Uh, September 27th, I think, is when it yeah. uh, will stop appearing in stores. But they have confirmed that it will be uh, all the multiplayer services will still be available for uh, a good while. So um, with, with the end of life approaching, uh, it's very heavily discounted at the moment. So if yes. anybody hasn't got Horizon... Uh, I actually picked it up again, uh, Horizon 3, the other day, because I had the console version, but I didn't have it on my PC. Mm. And um, just to buy it so I could play the Hot Wheels expansion again, totally <laughs> worth it. That is That remains the probably the best DLC yeah. any Forza game has ever added. And that includes the NASCAR stuff, which for me to say is pretty surprising. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely pick it up if you haven't already. Yeah, Considering that game is four years old, literally September... 27th will be its fourth anniversary oh. um it was released in 2016 i mean that's a pretty good lifespan if you ask me I st- and it still plays brilliant yeah it's oh, still, yeah. it's still one of my favorites actually the Aust- is australia and um the settings are just really really good mm-hmm. um, yeah brilliant game beautifully produced stunning scenery um and a very very good map and of course what this does is it um, brings on the rumor that F- that uh, FH3 will be a uh, games with gold title at some point. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, the other two have been. Yeah, it's oh, a bit of a shame because of course I bought <laughs> bought them all. I actually <laughs> didn't buy didn't buy Horizon Three at all. Thank you, Ten Ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, thank you, Contacts. Uh, rub yes. it in, rub it in. Go yeah. on. I spent I spent in. forty quid on that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, and as you said, I mean, the Hot Wheels expansion was certainly unique and um, brought some very different. It was kind of like the precursor to the Forza Horizon 4 Lego stuff, wasn't it? Which is yeah, both of which I feel were, were really good. Mm. I mean, yeah. I was really skeptical, skeptical of the um, uh, Hot Wheels expansion when that first came out on Horizon 3, and that, as I as I said earlier, I feel like that's one of the best expansions any Forza game has ever had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lego one, I feel, was a bit more controversial because that was a little bit too might have been viewed as a little bit too far removed from um, racing, maybe, but. Um, I thought that was really enjoyable as well, the Lego expansion. Mm-hmm. When when you consider that the game isn't just for older people, it is also meant to be for ages three and up. Yeah. But nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's good fun. No. It's, it's fun. It's, something we don't have a lot of <laughs> with sim racing. It's all got to be, you know. What is fun of what you speak? Yeah. You, you've got to be sweating or, or not doing it at all. So, you know, it's nice to have something where you can just chill out. Absolutely. Um,. Me. We need to talk about. I'm just gonna call it AMS2. We all know what happens. I'm not, not gonna. <laughs> yep. It's not gonna you happen. Spend five minutes talking about the name. I'm not doing <laughs> it. Matt, some for some reason, really confused. I can't get my head around it. 
Like ben, was, <laughs> what is ben was basically <laughs> any driver's name. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I I have no comeback to that. That's completely true. <laughs> uh, Jordan AMS two, another update, another um, couple more versions of Silverstone. Yeah, so I believe um, Ben spoke last week about uh, Silverstone being added to AMS two as the latest uh, round of DLC, um, and uh, this update this week has added more Silverstone. <laughs> Many is, Silverstones. Than some Silverstone? Lots. More Silverstone. More Silverstone. <laughs> yes. M-O, spell M-O-A-R, Silverstone. Uh, more Silverstone. More Silverstone. Um, yeah, so this adds the no chicane version of the 1975 Grand Prix uh, layout of the track, as well as uh, 2001 versions of the national and international oh. circuit. So, yeah, the old international version of Silverstone, which I vaguely I, remember from Forza 4. Is that the version that has a hairpin? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's yes, the, that's the version yeah, that's... That down super... toward where the wing is now. Yes, kind that, of thing. that is the version that Super Tour has used uh, all through the 90s and very early noughties. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because uh, uh, you've got the yeah. island, island chicane. Um, so you, uh, you, you sort of... You still kind of hang a right at maggots, but it's obviously instead of that being a hairpin back onto the national straight, you kind of do a a bit of a kink hairpin kind of thing, which is the island chicane, where they used to hop over the curbs. Mm-hmm. John Binkley had a big coming together there with David Leslie in 1997. John Binkley, <clears throat> James Binkley, oh wow, Binkliff, James that's Binkliff. a that's a fantastic touring car driver Binkliff. name, Binkley mm-hmm. anyway. That- that's also, uh, not as good as Kelvin Burt, who's who's renowned for having one of the most gargantuan crashes at Alton Park I think I've ever seen in the 850 Volvo, and then oh having God, an, and then started having, about Super Taurus again, and then having <laughs> an equally gargantuan crash when he was doing um, Porsche Carrera Cup at Thruxton and ended up on the wrong side of the barrier on an escape. There's road. two things that we should never let Matt start get to, talking about. It's motorbikes. And British touring car from after the 1990s to the 2000s. Before he Accurate. was born. <laughs> it was before I was born. It was before, before Jordan was born. Yeah, I, yeah. I, he was he was the he champion was, in the year I was born. He was I can't a mid, remember. What year um, were you born? 96. 96, Frank Beeler. Frank Beeler, there you go. So if anybody okay. out there remembers that, <laughs> you're old. Frank Beeler is a very, very famous racing driver and happens to run one of the biggest uh, iRacing uh, I teams. Yes, I'll I've, have um, you know. I was in a practice session with him on iRacing <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Well, there you go. And then you can go, next time, next time you're in a meet, uh, session with him, you can go, oh, my mate told me, well, mate may be a strong word, my colleague yeah. told me told me that you <laughs> you once raced in some ancient series in Great Britain. In was an that Aldi, before or after the Velociraptors? In, a, in an Audi that was basically <laughs> illegal. It was like a Flintstone car. Not that Matt had just put their feet through the floor. It wasn't illegal, it was just it was a Quattro and no other team had four-wheel drive. So, not that Matt has strong feelings about that or anything. No, not at all. I don't. He was the first touring car. He was genuinely the first touring car driver I ever met. First yeah. racing car driver I ever met in 1995, actually. So, 95, 96, one of the two, anyway. But yeah, he was at Thruxton, he just won a race, got out of the car, and we were right up by the barrier. Um, my stepdad was like, "Great race, Frank." He turned around, and went, 
thank you very much. And he shook my hand. Do you know who the first racing driver I ever met was? And there is a link to current uh, current news. Go on. Uh, it's uh, Heike Kovalainen at um, Snetterton in 2010 for the Lotus Festival. Oh. And he, of course, of course, Heike Kovalainen was just announced as apparently the eighth fastest Formula One driver since 1983s. <laughs> what? Have you not seen? Did you miss that? On, is this another? Is this, is this another ridiculous algorithm? Yes, yes it is. is. Have they marked it's Michael? A... Have they marked Michael Schumacher down for too many years? No, of he's first. <laughs> Hold on, let me find it. Oh, Michael it's... Schumacher, the Eton of motorsport. It's the AW, AWS, the people who do the really accurate um, uh, statistics I've... during the Grand Prix. They I've came up with the the distance top between the distance between cars, drivers. which is like watching Trump's hands during a during a speech going left. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So Matt, the top Matt, three. Check the link dump. Yeah, so the top three in this list were, as you would expect, Senna, Schumacher, Hamilton. And then you've got, like, they've got Max Verstappen up in fourth, even though he's only been in the sport for a very small amount of time. So it's, I don't know whether it's fair to have him that hard for high up. He's quick. But this is enough. since 1983. Yeah, because they didn't have the data to put into their machine learning, but which apparently doesn't do much where's learning. Where's Alan Prost? Prost is 20th. What? <laughs> Mansell isn't on the list. How can you tell me that? A, how can you tell me that a generally okay driver like Yano Trulli, who I think only won one once? race, one race, yeah. Now, but this is the fastest driver, so it's not necessarily about success, which is why Sebastian Vettel so, is on there. No, um, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it can't be about success that. because Heike Kovalainen's on there. Hey, he won one Grand Prix, <laughs> Hungarian Grand Prix. 2008 yes i am good but yes so um yeah i just thought i'd bring bring up that because that's doing the rounds on the internet as being something that's totally ridiculous that is ludicrous and the fact that it's aws as well how are they already known for their inaccuracy how have they how have they put it together it's it's basically they pulled in a load of data regarding uh the stuff they did over the career and like their qualifying performances and then they put in other data to uh, to eliminate car performance uh, differences between oh them, and apparently no. it spewed out this totally ridiculous list that doesn't even have Nigel Mansell on it. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I'd bring that up as a little um oh, a lot moment I'm for sure us. You can't. There's some things you just can't unsee. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that it was mentioned during the Moving Motorsport yesterday. Yes, unfortunately, yes. I missed the show. So. <laughs> Oh, I haven't gotten on demand yet. Yeah, if you would like a laugh, go and have a look at the full list, and oh, then read uh, various F1 personnel's tr- explanations of why it is um ha- why it produced the results it produced. I'm not happy about that. Uh, but speaking about F1 news, as a as a God. segue, uh, F1 esports has uh, announced their the 2020 thing? season. Yeah, just because you don't watch it doesn't mean that other people don't. No, that's a fair <laughs> shot. Um, Please. <laughs> So um, on uh, the yeah the twenty seventh of August, so uh, this uh, well in a week's time uh, will be the pro draft where um, there will be a, a pool of forty five drivers who will be up for selection by the F one teams. Uh, is this their fourth year of F one esports? I think it is. Um, so this will be taking yeah, place actually on F one twenty twenty, and the first round will be in October. Um, if you haven't watched F1 esports before, this is where the um, official esports uh, versions of the F1 teams um, 
select drivers, sign drivers based off of past years, etc. And then you know um, the the series that Ferrari was too good to be in the first couple of years, <laughs> and then won. And yeah, now they, they have their won. own esports series. <laughs> oh, how times change! Mm-hmm. Um, well, so yeah, twenty twenty, so everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this year, I, be- I believe there's a prize uh, prize money of up to like seven hundred and fifty thousand or something for whoever come who becomes the champion. Uh, David Tanitza obviously will be coming in hoping to defend the championship having won it with Ferrari last year um, and yeah I think it'll be interesting to see how F1 Esports kind of evolves after you know having a, a much bigger spotlight put on it with the uh, in Pro Invitational Series during um, uh, the height of the coronavirus or the first height of the coronavirus maybe um, yeah it'll be interesting to see how that impacts on this series um one thing that's coming is, is apparently the race is going to be 35 percent race distance which isn't actually an option available in the game at the moment it's also 35 yeah so it uh, uh, they must have seen what? that 25 was too predictable because you would all be pitting on the same strategy but 50 wasn't enough to maintain the average audience member you know the holy so hand grenade from, you know, happy mid- medium you know you have the holy hand grenade from antioch from monty python and the holy grail yeah. yeah 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 three is the number two is not enough four is one too many five is right out that's like them deciding what percentage to have the race distance <laughs> at isn't it yeah, yeah that seems to be a very a odd percentage to use. it's a very strange percentage to yeah. have yeah, I think it must just be yeah, that, that medium where they can have slightly different strategies whilst also not having the races be too long because apparently Sorry. nobody has an attention span anymore. Um, but there you go. So my question is, how are they going to do point something of a lap? Sorry? Well, they won't, will they? If, if it's 35%, it's not going to be a perfect oh, right. whole number. So it's going to be like... Yeah, it's going to be like, at Silverstone, they have to do 12 point seven eight laps so you have to do, like that you have to do 25 laps and then race to the old start finish line yeah <laughs> um but yeah so the championship will be beginning on the 14th of october uh, they will be having uh four three race events and uh, so they'll, they'll be racing at bahrain vietnam china the netherlands canada austria Great Britain, Belgium, Italy, Japan, Mexico, and Brazil. I'm still annoyed that they won't go to Monaco because I would love to see that. <laughs> um, are, they, are, yeah. they, are they in fact not going there because they know how bad it'll look? <laughs> yeah, prob- that's probably the reason. Yeah. But I, I feel like if you've got supposedly the uh, best F1 esports drivers on the planet, they should be able to do a race at Monaco. Well, the irony being, whenever you, whenever you watch any of the um, esports stuff that was obviously more prolific a few months ago, Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, a lot of the series went through a phase of splitting real drivers and sim drivers mm. because the sim drivers were making the real drivers look rubbish. Yeah, either, um, through, speed, either through speed or actual ability to not hit each other. Yeah, and there was because uh, obviously we had all of these celebrity races with you know with uh, the the real racing drivers and then you know the random uh, Louis Fonsi and other music related people and footballers who didn't know what they were doing. And then before that, you would have the pro, the F1 esports uh, drivers doing their own little series. And quite often those races would be miles more entertaining in terms of actual racing and not chaos. So Mm -hmm. yeah, if, if those are anything to go by, those races were fantastic. So uh, this year should be even better. And obviously F1 2020, 
uh, for a lot of people feels a lot better in terms of driving physics compared to 2019 so it'll be interesting to see what the esports guys make of it as well i still need to get my wheel settings right for that because it felt very strange yeah it's one of those games that that for some reason have a lot of presets no it also felt like there was almost too much power steering and i was just like oh i can just throw this wheel around and it's just uh, what it is yeah, it's, it's strange. And you, and you have an F1 Fanatec wheel, don't you? I do. I have the 2020. So you would assume that a game that has been, you know, made with sponsorships and inputs from Fanatec would have the ability to plug a Fanatec wheel in and it'd be all right straight out the box rather than having to set it up. But, yeah, which is funny you know, because when, me. which is funny because when I with the old wheel, um, oh goodness me, I don't even remember what F1 it was. Probably 14 or 15. No, earlier than that. If it was 14, then bite off because it was terrible. <sighs> no, I think, it was earlier, I think it was earlier than that because we weren't here, so uh, probably 12. Probably 12 or so. Anyway, it was one of the old, old ones. And the force feedback in that was, from the off, was phenomenal. Um, but in this one, it's like, there's nothing. It's really strange. Yeah, you've really got to turn it up to feel a lot. Like I, I, yeah. I've, pre- I've pretty much turned up my uh, game settings for force feedback to the maximum. Mm. And I'm, it, I'm just to try and get it to feel like I race. <laughs> I am slightly reticent, reticent to do that um, with some titles, purely because uh, anyone who owns more modern Fanatex know that there is a potential for you to um, break pins off on the inside mm. of the connectors, which is obviously a pretty much a death sentence. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, glad I don't have that issue with the Thrustmaster well, I have. Well, t- because I've I've literally had force feedback turned up so much that it literally picks up my entire wheel stand that I'm on. Excellent. And so I react and then slam it back on the ground. I mean, I've got the retainer pin, the retainer screw, uh, in. So there's no movement on mine anyway. I think it's you know just unlucky people, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but it's not a problem I wish to really experience. Yeah. Um, so people be sensible with your force feedback settings. Just saying. Mm-hmm. The thing you, you get, you get. You're not gonna, you're not gonna become a famous YouTuber doing a thousand or a hundred percent percentage um, feedback. I put force my feedback force challenges. feedback on four hundred percent, and I broke my sternum. <laughs> and now I can't feel anything. I put <laughs> it on six hundred percent, and it tore my bloody arm off. <laughs> Oh jeez! And you know that people like that who would get injured would try and um, you know complain to the manufacturer or something. But they'll just be. We just... shouldn't have turned it on that then. But you, but you know the thumbnail of them will just be the be like their mouth aghast that they're going to do something so biblically or the X-ray. stupid. <laughs> or the X-ray, yeah, or a big circle around the their arm. It says, big circle around the arm with an arrow pointing at. It's like yes, that is in fact. The on the thumbnail, it says, "Tis but the flesh wound." <laughs> No, that would be if any of us three did it. <laughs> I'm not being funny. Having done it, as as I've as as I've Jordan, said, Jordan, you're up. As I've said in this show many times. No, he's got more. He's got. He's got to describe to us the the accident or the uh, force feedback that you get when you have a, when you have a plane crash, <laughs> which will come to shortly. It was so realistic. <laughs> The luggage at the back of my office flew about the room. I'm still in the emergency room. <laughs> I did not land. The Wi-Fi is great. 
goodness me. Uh, God, this is terrifying. We're... Oh, so, God. Dirt Rally? So, yeah, let's quickly talk about Dirt Rally, because actually there's a couple of things um, coming up for two... two the, goodness 2. me. 0. The two rallying titles that are worth uh, anyone looking at. Uh, Dirt Rally 2 have announced uh, their World Series is coming out for 2020, um, which will, if you win, will get you a drive in a next-gen rallycross car, which is actually quite cool. Um, so there'll be, there's um, two different dis- disciplines in it, and Codemasters have doubled the available prize money, $10,000, that's about 42.5 pence at current exchange rates. Did you... Matt, did yes. you see what the rally car they're going to get the chance to drive is? No. The car in question, and this is a direct quote um, from the article on GT Planet, the rally car in question is a QEV, a 335 horsepower all-electric machine that is known for the basis of the 2020 FIA ERX2 championship. So, not only is it a rally car car, it's an electric Rally car. I knew that that was happening. I didn't realize it was happening so soon. I love the yeah, fact they called it the FIA Irks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually want to say that when I read it. It's also not. No, you didn't know. But it's also like Formula E is actually Formula E. Which is the, Buddy, mul- I cannot which is the multiple of Formula Formula E. No, Formula E. Formula E. Formula E. Formula E. Which is the, which is the multiple of Formula. Yes. Completely pointless, but I felt like... Yes. <laughs> Cunning linguist. Um, goodness me. Right, so there's uh, three rounds of rally. Uh, New Zealand, Spain, and Australia. Uh, New Zealand runs from August through to September... the tw- uh, August 25th to September 26th. Uh, Spain runs from September 29th to uh, October 31st. And then Australia runs from November 3rd through to the qualifying final... Um, which hasn't got a date, so Australia runs from the 3rd of November to the 17th of November. Uh, and the Rally Cross um, uses a pretty much all of the um, rounds that are in Dirt 2, uh, starting on the 25th of August, um, over to round 3, starting on November 3rd. I think it's, it's the same. Okay, so it's the same dates. You just have to pick your pick yeah. your poison, as it were. Also, it looks like you can pretty much book any platform that you want to try it on. And the qualifiers are open to all across PC, PS4, Xbox. I really like that, well. it's, and it's something that yeah. it's something that the W, the other W, well, the official WRC series did as well. You could qualify on uh, multiple platforms, which is, I think, probably the best way of doing it, really. Mm-hmm. And actually, and actually, because fundamentally it's you against the clock, it doesn't really matter, does it? What what platform you're on? Yeah. The only really thing about that is kind of like with PC, it's being so much. No, oh, what's the word I want to use here? It's a bit less difficult to modify your game on PC to have better physics than uh, what yeah, it would have stock. I, yeah, but it's probably ways that they know. There's probably an anti anti theft anti cheat. Yeah. Yeah thing because i know i know that anti-theft um because i know like, that that's a thing with competitions the, like frc like mm. yeah so that's really cool i i think that's quite nice um and if you thought that, that wasn't enough for your off-road uh delectation um 
FIA, this is the official one, so the WRC series is run by Ben here. Uh, <laughs> we always say Still that. waiting for the royalty yeah, checks, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in collaboration um, with the FIA, uh, they are running what's going to be called FIA Rally Star, discovering the future stars of rally in WRC 9, which is the new title that's coming out pretty soon. So is this basically just um, Gran Turismo Academy, but on WRC 9? Gee, yeah, kinda. Um, Gee, yeah, kinda. But the because uh, the other thing, the other thing that is the, the other thing that is about this announcement, and I shall tell you now that I'm about to see the announcement, it's open to all players between 17 and 26. There's an interesting. What? I know, what a weird... Wait, so... 17 and 26? It's a very strange numerical range. I'm guessing 17 so... because that's the lowest age That's the lowest age that pretty much all countries are allowed to drive. Not countries, so... people within the countries, obviously. For those who are playing, on... playing along at home, that means that only Jordan could actually take part in this thing. <laughs> pretty much. Jordan? Yes! Jordan, you're up. Get your dirt on. No. I'm in the air, sorry. <laughs> What? That's just uh, this is, there is there's something else that's a bit jarring about this particular announcement. You could tell that the FIA's were in it. Uh, so open to open. Sorry, paraphrasing here, sort of open to all players between 17 and 26 years old. This multi-phase selection process gives the most promising drivers the opportunity to take part in a training and coaching program supervised by the FIA. This is the worst bit. Seven finalists, including one female driver. Okay could ultimately um, start their international career before aiming yes, to join the FIA yes, Junior there, WRC. There's nothing nothing like casual sexism <sighs> just sprinkled into it. A... I don't like just... that. Why would you say that? So what if, of the seven finalists, four of them were, were female drivers? Well, we can't take three of them. We can't <laughs> take three of these people, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what? I should be paid money for not doing that in the French accent. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've already offended was the French that, was that enough was? this year. <laughs> no, I... Good lord. No, he, he didn't do the accent. Oh, I didn't. I, I made a conscious decision to not do it in a French accent. God. Yes. Uh, I don't think that needs However, to However, I love that the next paragraph is... Yeah. Attention, driver! <laughs> what? God, I've done anything! Ah, sorry, I phased that there, for a minute. What do you want? There, <laughs> there's a lot of bold driver. going on in this press release. <laughs> there is. If you if you read it like that, it's attention drivers. The first FIA Rally Star qualification phase starts in 2021 in WRC9. Next paragraph. As the latest version of WRC's pop group video game, WRC9. <laughs> <is the> best... <laughs> Giving access to 800 kilometers of special stages in all 13 scheduled rounds of the 2020 season. WRC9 is the most realistic. <laughs> that last bit's open to, open to debate as well, really. Especially yeah. as they're especially as they're losing the uh, losing the license in a couple of years. They are. <laughs> I actually, because I actually maintain so, uh, I still maintain that prior to dirt. 2.0, the most realistic rally game I've ever experienced was Richard Burns Rally, 
which was extraordinarily difficult, but very, 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 very good. And then Dirt Rally 2 came along, and that is phenomenal. WRC, the, the current WRC run of uh, games is extraordinarily good. I don't know that I'm going to get WRC 9, because it doesn't appear to be a massive jump on from 8, graphically. So... Interestingly, the real series has just announced that they're actually finishing the WRC in Eep. Oh. Eep. That's cool. Yeah. Belgium. Yeah, not Boromir. Eep. No. <laughs> That's what we call a callback in comedy. Yeah, that was good. I, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Impressed. See, I was paying attention, you see. Uh, for those who want to try WRC, and in fairness, we, we make fun, but it is a very, very good. It's very, very good. Uh, WRC game. If you haven't, if you haven't played eight, get nine. If you have played eight, eh, maybe wait a bit. Maybe maybe stick with eight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, graphically, it will be impressive. The, the problem is, is because we've yet to really see how it see it operating on anything that looks like a Series X or PS5 level kind of graphic situation. It's hard to tell what it will ultimately mm-hmm. look like. Some of the videos I've seen, they look great, but they don't look a massive step on. So, eh, not sure. Yeah. But oh, you can also get it for the Nintendo Switch. Why? <laughs> there are other video a, game platforms that Google other Stadia. people like. <laughs> All six people on the Google Stadia will be getting it. <laughs> That's my joke. <laughs> I literally told Someone that joke last week. <laughs> Aren't you glad I pay attention? <sighs> Speaking of jokes... It's not, it's not stealing a joke, it's a callback. Yeah. Welcome to the Toro Radio Show. We do occasionally talk about sim racing news. Something that doesn't get said very often on this show. Because no. on this show, not your show, this show. Uh, speaking of jokes, Project Cars 3. <laughs> Segway Master, Matt Hunter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> He's actually it's gone. savage. Jordan, Jordan has spun <laughs> off into the ditch. Yeah. There's uh, <laughs> what is it now? Uh, seven, six, seven, seven odd days that comes out now. It comes out on Tuesday. Oh, less than seven. Who's I'm, excited about that? I'm literally beside myself with glee. Are any of us actually planning on buying it? Because I'm no. not. I'm not. No. So Do you know, I actually listened. I listened to their their last trailer with the audio on I don't know why it was, it was an accident I didn't mean to um, his fingers slipped well no I was actually <laughs> waiting for another video to start whilst I was cooking and it came on and I was like oh, oh. I can't go all the way over there to get the remote yeah, burn the bacon skip button burn the bacon you know. yeah uh, and you can't have burn bacon it's anyway some more important exactly yeah. burn bacon is something you have to protect watching Project Cars yeah. 3 I could just cover my eyes um and you know what really annoyed me is when when the Project Cars two trailers were coming out, they were they were beautiful, they were really captivating. They were yeah, they, they, were. they were they were grandiose. The music was immense. Um, and you know this this one it was just so it it was a filmic experience. The last ones, this one was so gamey, and I don't mean meat, obviously, chewy and. <laughs> Chewy and uncombustible. That's not the word I meant. Undigestible. (laughs) Undigestible, that's the word I meant. In fact, no, that's exactly what the trailer was like. 
Um, Chewy and undigestible. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. That's going to be on the game cover. Radio Show Review. Half star. Chewy and undigestible. Someone please Photoshop that. <laughs> um, God. Oh, I don't dear. know. And what's, what's, what's weird is it's like I don't know anybody who's buying it. Not so, even, yeah, not so even, I'm wondering how we're going to do our review. <laughs> yeah. It's a if thing that's out there. Cast, if you want to go get it, fine. We're not going to tell you to. No. Yeah. That's your yeah, consumer thing advice is, right there. The thing is, as we've said all along, clearly we are no longer the audience for that. Which I'm, and that's, and that's which fine. I'm, yeah, which is fine, and I, which, and that's yeah, totally okay. There's nothing wrong with a good Simcade game. No. Yes. But when you, but what what we take umbrage with is continuing to push, we're a sim, we're a sim, we're a sim. When the whole world is telling you you're not a sim. Hmm. What they've done is they've made a football game without any actual footballs. <laughs> that's what they've done. There was a uh, okay. You're right. <laughs> it's just it's just Sabutio and you're just flicking men around. You're not even. There's no. <laughs> what a ridiculous. Yeah. No, you're yeah. Oh god, it's good thing you didn't go down the rugby route. Cause, yes, I'm not. I don't even. I'm going to finish that thought. Um, no, not not for us. And, and it will be interesting to see because you. Uh, let's face yeah. it. We, we, we're we're grown up and old enough and ugly enough to know that it's it's you can't take the official reviews as given because yeah you, you just can't it's that's not how life works you have to wait till it's out in the open you have to wait mm-hmm. until actual real human beings buy it by yeah. accident um and or, or, or <laughs> and slightly bad studios slightly mad studios is completely allowed to prove us wrong yeah yeah I hope they prove us wrong. Yeah. I... I... Does, does that mean... Because I hope they're going to prove us wrong, does that mean I'm going to buy their game? No. No, no. but... I I hope it's a success for the audience that they have targeted. Mm-hmm. I just yes. don't know what that audience is. That's the problem. Mm. You I don't think down, they know what that audience no, is. But you look down any any thread, either official or from any of the fan groups or anything like that that post anything, and there's not a huge amount of positive feedback. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I mean, they're, they're going for a market that doesn't have a game right now because Forza 7 is old. It's, it's essentially reached its end of life. They're no longer doing anything to the game. The only people still playing that game either don't have another motorsport game to play or... Um, they're a com- they're in a community league, yeah, yeah. like Tora. Yeah, that's the only reason I still play Forza. Um, sorry, but it is. Um, mm. When you look up the PlayStation side, Gran Turismo is sport is kind of in that same area, where they've stopped updating it. Um, it's either they don't have another game to play, or they're in a community league, or they again just genuinely like the game. Mm. Um, but at least Grand, at least seven's come. Is it seven? Yeah, it's coming out soon. Seven, yeah, seven will come out soon. <clears throat> I, seven will definitely come out before Forza Motorsport oh, does. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But so th- that casual, and I'm using air quotes around that market doesn't hasn't had a new game 
and probably won't get one like that for a couple of years. But the problem is that they're basing their entire marketing, their entire strategy around that mm. casual fan base, which is proven to be fickle. So, well, they're not the ones that that fan base isn't the ones that will stick with the game from the day it's released until the day it switched off. That's what I just said. Yeah, they, they, they it's, it's folly to think because what all that says is that you're a company out for a quick buck. You're not there for the community. You're not there exactly. for anything like that. Yeah. And that's, I, I, that's a very, and this is probably unfair, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's probably a very EA way of looking at things. No, but we agree with that. Fleece them for everything you possibly can because you, mm-hmm. you've made something shiny and pretty, and someone will buy. You know, loads of people buy yes. the ultimate. Buy our loot boxes. Yeah, Final Fantasy Cars Three has loot boxes. <laughs> which is exactly why. Does like, it? Which is exactly why the NF, like the, uh, the top, the top so. version of NFL or the top <laughs> version of of Call of Duty or something costs like ninety gazillion pounds because they know people <laughs> will buy it. Yeah. Even though it's broken. <sighs> so that's project. So, that's project cars. So what I. Th- with Project Cars 3, here's what I think is going to happen. It's going to be very popular the next two or three weeks. Then it'll start declining, and by the end of the year, basically no one will be playing it. So, Grid, last year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> basically. I could, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Codemasters titles, historically, generally speaking. I wish I hadn't bought that. Yeah, I'm the same, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It, there's just been... There's no longevity to the game. No. They even no. added some updates to it to try and, and improve the longevity of it, and that didn't work either. No. So, um, yeah, it's I can because, see this going the same Again, way. I know I hark on this a lot just because it, it's it been a year plus, and it still doesn't make sense to me. You put an endurance <laughs> game mode yeah. on a platform that nobody plays on. <laughs> Just, hey, no, hey six is more than nobody. Six is more than nobody. So, you know, there's a market. Hey, hey, it only takes two people to have a race. Yeah, exactly. Might be a very and, boring race, but... Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're racing smart cars around the Grand Prix circuit of Silverstone, which I have seen and marshalled <laughs> and aged dramatically during... <laughs> I would love to see that. More games need smart cars then. I need to find an Assetto course on that. I think it was Alice Powell rolled on the exit of Abbey and didn't stop rolling until she reached farm. How do you roll a smart car? Quite easily. Short wheelbase, high curb. Yeah, but no speed. <laughs> a reasonable amount of speed. It was quite something. The same way that you can roll a Fiat 500. People have, well, people I, listening I wouldn't to this, know that. People, people listening to this... Check out, check out Fit. I think it's Fit. Uh, it's either our bath racing at Alton Park on YouTube. You will find oh, the videos. I've seen that. Yes. <laughs> Short wheelbase, hard turning. Not a good com- uh, combination. I need to combustion again. What is it with me? <laughs> Stop trying to set things on fire. We know there was a barbecue a couple of weeks ago outside your house, Somebody... or whatever it was, causing all the smoke. No, but... it, was, it was a house. It was <laughs> Stop a house... thinking about fire. <laughs> it was a house fire. Thankfully, everyone's okay. Okay, um, that's good. But stop yeah. setting people on no, fire. I've got, I've, got men- I've got a mental problem. Someone at work asked me about something, and I just turned to them and, and said wheelbarrow, and I don't know why. Literally, just the first <laughs> word that came out of my mouth, wheelbarrow. There's a plethora of things wrongs going on in my head at the minute. Uh, before we go on to the last little There we go. Before we taxi off to uh, a, a, a side subject, 
Um, what is he posting in Arthur? Oh dear lord! Okay, it's linked to a smart car. He's linked us to a yep. Brabus smart car. Excellent. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, sorted. Yeah, before we tax. Before we taxi off onto a, a little side subject that John's been exploring recently, um, on our beloved race department, uh, with the news that a uh, of the Touring Car Games coming in 2022, it had been not teased, but certainly heavily, heavily sort of indicated that there would be some kind of historic DLC involved, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, the people at race department put up some options. Of what that of you know what do you what do you think would be the best uh, era uh, for DLC? So you've got 1980s British Saloon Car Championship. So that's pre aero basically, basically run what you brung almost. Uh, 90s Super Touring Cars, early 2000s BTC regulations. Now technically that did appear in a game. The first race driver from uh, had the 2001. BTC Astra and 406 Peugeot and stuff like that in it. It was awful because of the storyline that seemed to be required for games at that period. And mid-2000s Super 2000 regulations, so I'm guessing that will include uh, the Cruise, uh, hopefully the DC5 Integra, that kind of thing. So if you want to have your say on what sort of thing you think would be, make good DLC... Uh, head over to Race Department and vote in their poll. Currently leading, uh, perhaps unsurprisingly, uh, Super Tourers with 73.4% of the vote. Yes. I, I would consider that a landslide. The fact that the main picture of that is the 1998 Honda Accord makes me very happy indeed. <laughs> Jordan, we've it's actually my automatically favorite broke well. one actually, of the rules. It's actually, yes, James, again. it's actually James Thompson's car as well, which makes me even happier. Why? What rule have you broken? Not talking about super tourists with you. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't even 15 minutes, I don't think. Sorry. Maybe I, it was 20. Sorry, not sorry. I don't I can make I can make exceptions so long as it involves the Volvo 850R. Which was a, which was a fantastic <laughs> car. Very boxy, but fantastic. The best box. Yes. And you can put an entire workshop back there. You can. <laughs> my, my grandfather had one. Oh, really? Yep. Awesome. I can tell you can fit you can fit two very sizable elk hounds in the back of that car. <laughs> <laughs> I should know. <laughs> That's a really specific review. It is. It is. That's also going on the game. You literally cover. can, and, and you can, as I also know from experience, you literally can climb every mountain and ford every stream in that car, um, which I also know from reasonable experience. Uh, right. Anyway, taxiing off to a slight side subject, but still slightly racing related. Um, did Jordan, we? Uh, I'm sorry. Well, go on. I'm sorry. Ground control here for a second. Uh, did we talk <clears throat> about the other bit of motorsport games news? Oh goodness me! No, we didn't, did we? It's hidden at the no, bottom of my thing, and it's very important that we talk about that because it, it's so weird. Jo- uh, somebody, take it away. Okay. Collect so, my thoughts. Yes, motorsport. <laughs> Games has announced um, that they will be dropping NASCAR Heat title um, from their NASCAR game series, um, going back to a start from scratch rebuild for their 2021 release. Does this Could you mean say that, it's um... been rebuilt from the ground up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I know how much he hates that phrase. 
<laughs> it is essentially what they've said, isn't it? It's like, oh, it geez, is. They said this about us on the show a couple of weeks ago. We better not say that phrase, otherwise they won't yes, talk they about are. us. Motorsport Games also teased the possibility of having IndyCar. Game. Oh, good. Oh, so that's no. another series going to be completely ruined. Hot take. I, I, I really hope that this uh, rebuilt from the ground up approach that they're taking for 2021 um, will involves a new studio. That... <laughs> well, well, hopefully. <laughs> um, that people who have seen from... a racing game before. That let me finish. That <laughs> video from GT Planet that we talked about on the show last week. Mm. Um, it seemed like they were. Um, I just hit my mic. Sorry about that. Um, It seemed like they were very focused on having that kind of simcade, I'm sorry, I'm going to use that word again, um, level of gameplay that's completely different from what Heat currently offers. So it kind of makes sense where they're going to like bring the title back from that into more in line with what they're going to be apparently doing with the BTCC game, where it's much more... um, where it's much more um, sim than it is arcade. But, yeah. So, that's just a little bit of news. That's all I really said. So, take that with a green, appropriate green assault, if you will. Interesting. I mean, it'd be interesting what they call it. Um, I'm guessing NASCAR would be a good I'm, start. Uh, probably it's going to end up being NASCAR 2021 or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Which would make a lot more sense. Yeah. I don't understand what the whole heat thing was about. Because that Heat was, was, it was a, a prior it was a game series. From, yeah, it was a game from the nineties, yeah. early nineties. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so they brought it back for nostalgia's sake. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Whereas anyone, anyone it would make more NASCAR. sense to have just a year name for you know the basic consumer who probably won't know what that is. Is it a particularly hot game? Am I going <laughs> to warm? wear? Am I going to have to wear mitts whilst playing this? <laughs> NASCAR Tepid twenty twenty one. Sponsored by Lukewarm. NASCAR warmed over 20... <laughs> yeah. This is why we don't make a game. NASCAR, the original NASCAR he was from 2000 for PlayStation, PC, and Game Board Color. Oh, oh blimey. Hell yes. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> At least that was back there. Apparently there's still like a really active modding community on that, that original <laughs> game. Because I Did just we? found... I just found a video that it talks about how to install uh, mods to it. Excellent. Oh dear. Right, well, while Ben goes down the rabbit hole of ancient NASCAR turny lefty lefty games, we were going to talk about. I say that the first first car in this video is the um, nine seventeen. <laughs> Excellent. That's totally inappropriate. Uh... Oh dear. We were going to talk about um, Jordan and his flight sim exploits because he's been discovering circuits. Um, discovering going up and down and in the way that you're meant to, not when you're in a car rolling. <laughs> sky, so what, you're sky, sky, us, what you're trying to tell us is you haven't rolled an Airbus yet. Um, I I tried a barrel roll. <laughs> um, it didn't go Do well. barrel roll! <laughs> yes, apparently... Um, <laughs> Dreamliners aren't meant to do um, loop-de-loops and barrel rolls, but, you know, more for me, I guess. You don't say! <laughs> people will spill their shabbly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that. but, but, yes, look, um, I'm, I'm sure... Family that. guy, I know that that's a fallacy. 
But yes, yeah, so I'm sure uh, many of you out there have seen uh, Flight Sim uh, 2020 has been released, and it is um, astonishing. Mm. Um, just just to give a very quick review, because I know we're running out of time. Um, it's yeah, it is it is a full blown simulator, but for someone like me who has never played any kind of flight sim game, I was able to jump into it very quickly, and I can actually take off on land without bursting into a ball of flames. Oh, and um, yes, the segue into why we're talking about this is because of the way the world is constructed. Use it's a one on one recreation of the world using Bing map data, um, and then three D um, AI building of structures, etc. Um, that means that if there is a location in the world you want to visit that you can see on Bing Maps, you can go there. So every racetrack you can think of is there. When, once you get down to like ground level, it's not it doesn't look very good because obviously the map is built to look good from the air. But you can, you can go and fly around the outlines of various racetracks. So that that is really quite cool. Mm. <laughs> so so far I've visited you know Spa, Monza, the Nordschleife. On Twitter, someone land on the front straight of Daytona and then proceed to take their plane around the road course. <laughs> yeah, and that's just the sort of thing you can do. I I, I tried to do that, but uh, again, that kind of went the same way as the um, barrel roll and a Dreamliner. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very cool. And um, as soon as we're finished with this show, I'm going to be back on that game yes. straight away. So, <laughs> so more on that, more on Jordan's flying exploits. It might even make it to America. Yeah, at least I don't have to swim now. <laughs> True. On the next edition of the UK UK Tour Radio Show. Um, Is that the theme tune? No. 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 Good. <laughs> no, no. Uh, goodness me. Right, okay, that's another week of madness over and done with. Next week, you will be back to relative normality with Ben and... Well, I said normality, but Lewis is going to be there. So good luck, everybody. Uh, see you in two weeks' time. Bye for now. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.